Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you've dreamed of. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Indestructible Wealth. I'm Jack Gibson, your incredible show host, and I am so excited about today's episode. In fact, they put a lot of pressure on my editor, Jess, because she's leaving for a trip tomorrow, but I didn't want to go to record this until I was absolutely like very confident in my research and in what I have to share with you. And so here we are. I'm releasing to you guys some important updates about the crypto market that are absolutely, I don't know what the word is, exciting, bullish. It's going to help you guys create some wealth. So before we dive into that, we're heading out to Mexico in a couple days for a quick four-day trip with just my wife and I, no little teenage kids to torment us and disrupt our vacation. This is all about Jack and Kara having fun together in Cabo with a lot of our good friends in our direct sales business. So we do earn two trips. That's why we're going on trips this summer <laughs> is that we not only take a family vacation, typically we also get two earn vacations per year. And so, wow, what an incredible opportunity. So glad that I had the foresight 25 years ago to say, yes, sign the bottom line, have a bunch of people make fun of me. And yet now here we are, you know, we're living a great life in the top 1% took a ton of hard work, but guys, there's nothing in life that is going to reward you more than taking a chance on yourself, saying yes to yourself, and then going to work, believing in your dreams and in your future. Now, am I excited that it's in the middle of August when I honestly would be just fine and very happy on my new private golf course, shanking balls, throwing clubs, cussing out, having my wife tell me she's never going to play with me again, or being in Cabo, same temperatures as here, all you can drink, all you can eat. Ah, that's fun too. So uh, we're going to go, we're going to have a great time and uh, we'll probably be posting some pictures on our story. So make sure you follow us on Instagram so you can catch all the latest and greatest trips and escapades from Jack and Kara. So with that, let's get into the goods because I'm quite sure that you guys are wanting to know what's happening and why is it time to buy more Bitcoin and more Ethereum when it's just absolutely been a total bloodbath the last few months. So let's back up a little bit. The crypto winter in 2018 was, and it lasted two years, well, three years, actually. It was a very painful time for crypto investors. Although I made a relelatively small investment into Bitcoin, I watched it drop nearly 80% in a very short time span. And you know, it stayed there for a long time, a couple of years. And it was so discouraging. I literally did not log into my Coinbase account for nearly three years. And that's really the best way to invest. Just sit it and forget it and don't stare at it. My mom always told me, Jack, a watched pot never boils. Contemplate that wisdom from Mary Jane Gibson. But you know, I never sold. And looking back, I should have bought more, but I wasn't as knowledgeable in the space. I hadn't done my research as much as I have now. And at least I didn't panic sell one of the greatest assets in human history. That's because, you know, I believed in the research that I had done. And that research showed me crypto was still in its early stages of adoption. 
you know, adoption is how many people are using it. As long as I got the adoption story right, I knew Bitcoin and the overall crypto market would eventually go back and rally to new highs. And that's exactly what happened. I didn't know it was going to happen at the rate that it did. From its crypto winter depths, Bitcoin skyrocketed 2,000% to an all-time high of nearly 70,000 in November 2021. And as Bitcoin goes, I've said this before, so goes the rest of the market, including the altcoins. And the overall crypto market rose from around 100 million to more than 3 trillion. But I've told you this many times as well, the journey to mass adoption where everybody on the planet or 90% of people is probably more realistic is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I've repeatedly said, this is a very volatile asset class. And with 100% certainty, we know there will be more big drops before we reach the finish line. Well, volatility continues to negatively affect the financial markets and digital assets like crypto have been hit especially hard. The industry is also reeling from the collapse of several token projects and hedge funds, and much of the industry is still waiting for another shoe to drop. I know this is a painful time for digital asset investors. I've personally seen my own investments in this space sink from you know their all-time high to where they're at today, nearly half a million dollars down as the broader crypto market declined. Oh, yes, you heard that right. My crypto has dropped almost a half a million dollars just in the last six months. And you know what? <laughs> I'm not concerned at all. In fact, I'm more upset about my recent golf lack of, I'd say, good solid performance. Although I did just win 600 bucks and hustled my buddy Scott, who challenged me on my new course just last week. Anyways, I digress. So when crypto crashed nearly 70% from its November 2021 highs, I was more emotionally prepared to deal with this long drawn out bottoming process because I've been through it before. Now, not to that magnitude of loss by any stretch, but I've been through it before and having the patience to work through it. So I've been very cautious, you know, expecting this bear market to drag out and possibly break to lower lows. I haven't really told you guys that uh, much about buying over the last few months because, well, I wasn't too sure. However, Two recent catalysts have changed my mind. And I say recent, both of these have happened within the last month. These are extremely bullish developments that will force this crypto winner to not last nearly as long as the previous one. In fact, I think this is going to be a short winter based on what you're about to hear. We have a $10 trillion Titan coming into Bitcoin. So unlike the last crypto winner, when nearly every institutional player walked away from Bitcoin, as it dropped down 85%, just yesterday, the biggest institutional player in the game said it's entering the space. They are called BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager with over 10 trillion, not billion, $10 trillion under management. That's larger than the GDP, the gross domestic product of most countries in the world. They announced a partnership with the crypto exchange Coinbase. Coinbase stock just cranked. Glad I bought some of that when it bottomed out a few months ago. Let that settle in for a moment. BlackRock says it's institutional clients. Now, institutional money, right? Those are big, big clients with millions and millions of dollars. They want access to this space so badly that it's teamed up with Coinbase to provide them an access point to crypto assets. According to Bloomberg, it's a big financial you know, publication, BlackRock said the focus of the partnership with Coinbase 
which is the biggest US crypto trading platform, quote, will initially be on Bitcoin. Here's another quote. Our institutional clients are increasingly interested in gaining exposure to digital asset markets, and they're focused on how to efficiently manage the operational life cycle of these assets. That's from the global head of strategic partnerships at BlackRock. That's Guys, it's impossible to overstate how bullish this is. Despite all the volatility we've seen in crypto over the past nine months, the biggest institutional investor in the world, the company that has more assets than a lot of countries produce in terms of their total economy in a year, just publicly announced it's joined the party. The crypto party is on. Now, Bitcoin is down 66%. Ethereum is down 65%. The whole space is down 64%. Three arrows, Capital, Celsius, and Voyager have blown up. In fact, I have some assets on Celsius that are locked up, and I have no idea if I'm ever going to get them back. They just are going through bankruptcy you know, proceedings right now. So I may or may not get the funds that are in that account. So even an investigation into Coinbase by the SEC Security and Exchange Committee is underway. And yet BlackRock is still joining the party. Again, I cannot overstate how bullish this is. BlackRock would never risk its credibility if it was not 100% convinced that Bitcoin and crypto assets were here to stay. And it would never align with a partner, Coinbase, if it thought his partner would get shut down by the SEC. So let me be clear. This does not mean the volatility is over. What it does mean is a new buyer has entered the room and a buyer with pockets so deep, it can swallow this space up 10 times over. And with a buyer like that, yes, we may still drop another 50%, but I can virtually guarantee we wouldn't stay down there for very long. So that's why I'm getting ready to double down again. Well, here's the question. How bullish has this news made me? Not nearly as bullish as the second catalyst. This is where it gets even more exciting. We are fast approaching an event known as the merge, and it will be the most important near-term catalyst for the entire cryptocurrency market. This will be more important and bigger than BlackRock coming into the market, which I can't even believe I'm saying. So what is the merge? Okay, if you haven't heard about this, this is when Ethereum, the world's second largest blockchain behind Bitcoin, will switch from proof of work to proof of stake. Now, stay with me here, peeps because I'm making this simple because my brain also cannot wrap around complex tech jargon. This means new blocks will no longer be formed by computers that compute very difficult math problems before others. Those are miners. Okay. So miners are going to be no longer essentially welcome in the Ethereum ecosystem. In other words, this means miners like me will no longer be rewarded for mining Ethereum. I've been mining Ethereum with my business partner, Adam, for over 18 months now, and we've successfully mined over 20 E. Now, it's not a huge operation by any stretch. In fact, that's a tiny operation, but it's definitely profitable. So now when this merge happens, we're going to be forced to mine other coins that are proof of work. And so although we are getting displaced, I couldn't be more excited because this will send the value of my Ethereum to new all-time highs. So instead, new blocks will be formed by validators who stake their tokens to the network. Essentially, the validation is going to happen on the Ethereum network with actual Ethereum currency versus the computers that are kind of running and trying to solve these problems on a minute-by-minute basis. So basically, 
This is another way of saying users put up capital up front as insurance against malicious actors. This is proof of stake. A benefit is that the energy used to secure the network drops by more than 99%. Okay. So think about the timing that we're in right now. Climate change, reducing carbon-based electricity. These are daily talking points. So this is really fucking huge. It also means that big fund managers with a desire to invest into environmental, social, and governance assets, which are called ESG, if you haven't heard of that before, you definitely want to know the term ESG because this is becoming bigger and bigger and attracting more and more attention. These big players will now find Ethereum very attractive because it's now ESG approved. Global ESG assets are predicted to grow from 35 trillion to over 53 trillion. So not quite a double, but a huge increase by just 2025. So when a big fund is focusing on blockchain exposure, Ethereum will end up on the top of the list both due to its migration to proof of stake and its liquidity. Ethereum is the second largest crypto, and soon it's going to cut that carbon footprint by 99% and also produce at least a 5% yield on stake tokens. So people will be able to make 5% cash flow yield on their Ethereum tokens that they're holding while they're waiting for the token to appreciate. This is going to be even more attractive to the big institutional players. So it's going to make it one of the most sought after ESG related assets when it switches from the proof of work to proof of stake. So that alone will make ETH a must own for any long-term digital asset portfolio. But there's another transformation. This network upgrade is enabling that the markets are discounting right now. In other words, when they say the markets are discounting, they're not factoring this into their current price valuations. Okay. So ETH is being essentially undervalued by those that are going into the market to purchase it. And this shift is precisely what I predict will create an extremely attractive buying opportunity for investors in coming months. So before we get to what the market is missing when it comes to the merge, I want to kind of just give you guys a roadmap of what's happening with the timing of the merge. So Ethereum developers are notorious for delaying their releases on the surface. This is very frustrating for investors who want to see their dates met, their targets met. But for developers... It's more about making sure that they dot the I's and cross the T's. We should not be at all discouraged if we see delays in the coming weeks and months. This is relatively normal. The ETH 2.0 upgrade was supposed to happen over a year ago, but it's an extremely complex change. I mean, I can't, I have no idea what they're doing. I, can't, I couldn't explain it to you, but it is very important that they're careful to get it 100% right. One little error in the code could cause a complete collapse of the entire Ethereum ecosystem. So they absolutely have to test, test, test to make sure it's perfect. The date that's currently penciled in for the week of September 19th for the merge is right around the corner. So we want to be ahead of the game. We know these milestones are coming up. So we want to be adding E to our portfolios right now. Ethereum supply and demand is about to change big time. So this is where we're going to see the most potential in terms of price action in the few months to come. So Ethereum will become a deflationary asset. So what does that mean? I'm going to tell you guys a story. When I was around 10 years old, I was heavy into baseball cards. That's all I did. 
And I wanted to become a professional major league baseball player. That was always my dream. My parents dragged me across the country on multiple road trips, forced me into historical museums for entire days, and made my sister Emily and I tour one historical home after another. At one point, we were so fed up, we got smart, we banded together, we sat down on the front steps, we boycotted, we protested, and we said, we're not going into another historical home. And we said that with resilience and, of course, a slight twins of fear. My dad, when he got angry, he was scary. All right. So we didn't want that, but we wanted to stop the madness. On that trip, we got to stop at Cooperstown, New York, which was the one highlight of that trip. And they're home of the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Now, in the Hall of Fame, honestly, I mean, I was only 10. The only thing I can remember is laying my eyes on the famous Honus Wagner 1909 T206 card. Now, in that year, 1988, it was valued at probably under a million dollars, several hundred thousand. It was incredible for one baseball card. But today, recently, it sold for $7.25 million for one single baseball card. Why? Simple. Because it's the rarest card on the market. There are believed to be less than 50 in circulation and less than 10 in great condition. It's not because Honus Wagner is that famous of a player. I mean, who the fuck is Honus Wagner? He certainly doesn't carry the same weight as a Babe Ruth. Ty Cobb or a Mickey Mantle or any of our modern day sluggers. It's simply an extremely scarce asset. Okay. And that scarcity is what's creating the value. Now back to ETH. Millions of newly minted ETH enter the market each year. While the amount in terms of percent has gone down over the years, it's still pretty significant. It currently sits at around 4%. That's kind of the annual inflation rate of ETH. That means that at the current supply of 119 million tokens, that percentage represents nearly 5 million Ethereum tokens that are created and issued a new ETH over the course of a year. But what we want to focus on here is what happens after the merge. Several factors come into play, each one with a deflationary effect. To put it another way, each ETH token will become scarcer. Anytime a valuable asset becomes more scarce, it inevitably becomes even more valuable. Okay. So think what the government is actually doing right now. They're printing trillions of dollars out of thin air. This increases the money supply, which decreases the value of your dollars. We're all experiencing the pain of fast rising prices with everything that we buy. So imagine for a moment if the US government, and you'll have to imagine this, they will never do this, that they destroyed a percentage of the total money supply each year. Each dollar would become more valuable with each passing year. But this is exactly what will happen with Ethereum. Now, again, this will never happen with our dollar. They don't want that to happen. I don't think that would be a positive thing for our economy for multiple reasons, especially with how it would affect imports and exports. But that's a totally different subject. I'm not going to get off into the weeds there. But here's two factors that are going to make the Ethereum deflation event happen. The first is the number of rewards blockchain validators will receive. Okay, stay with me here. I'm going to keep this simple, give you a high-level view. Right now, the annual rate of new tokens entering circulation comes to about 4.85 million. After the merge, this rate will decrease to a range between 180,000 to 1.8 million ETH. That's a humongous drop. 
if I tried to explain why it's going to decrease, I feel that you, like myself, have a good chance of getting a deer in the headlights, glossy look. I'm accused all the time of staring off into space when someone talks too much or gets into complicated jargon. So I apologize for that if you've experienced it before. You've got to stay brief and to the point when you talk to me, okay? That's just my attention span. So just understand that this will reduce the amount of new supply of Ethereum tokens issued monthly. The second factor contributing to the downward pressure on new supply is an upgrade that took place not too long ago called EIP-1559. This upgrade takes a portion of the fees paid by users to miners and burns it. And this is exactly why we used to be mining one Ethereum per month. And now we're getting roughly two in two months, we're getting one Ethereum. Okay. So this, this hurt us as miners, but again, I'm not concerned because it decreases the supply, which increases the value of the ETH that I currently own. In other words, this means that as the network activity rises, as more people are utilizing Ethereum, more Ethereum gets burned. If we look at May of this year, the network burned just shy of 200,000 ETH. If we scale that up to one year, that comes to 1.8 million ETH or an inflation rate of negative 1.5%. This is extremely significant. This is a major supply shock. These two factors will spark this shock in 2023. And this supply shock isn't receiving as much attention as it should. That's because most news coverage focuses on whether or not the merge might be delayed. Whatever potential delays may arise, we can ignore the headline news. We just need to focus on the bigger picture when it comes to Ethereum 2.0. Not only will supply be shocked, but demand will spike through the roof when the big guys start buying it up in droves. Guys, you don't need to be an economist. You don't need to even be technically smart. You don't need to understand crypto at all. You just need to know when supply goes down by quite a bit and demand goes up by quite a bit, you have intense upward price pressure. So long-term, Ethereum is a must-own, I believe, for any portfolio. The merge is going to create the perfect opportunity for investors to gain exposure to this industry-leading token. And now I don't normally do price predictions. In fact, I don't remember having issued any since I launched my platform. But these conditions are so ripe. I believe in 2023, ETH will hit at least $10,000 per coin. And just a bit of a disclaimer and to pad and protect myself with my prediction, I think 2024, it is a one, 99.99%, not 100, 99.99% likelihood. So again, let me be clear in the short term, I don't know that we're out of the woods yet. There are still so many uncertainties. Guessing what the Fed is going to do with interest rates, the global food supply shortage, in fact, the global supply chain shortage in general, the Russian-Ukraine war, which doesn't seem to want to end anytime soon, highest inflation in 40 years are still very big concerns. But we can now see a way out through the trees when before we were clouded in murkiness. In fact, I wasn't so sure that this current downturn, this winter in crypto wouldn't last a good solid two years. But now I don't think that that's the case at all. Now, in terms of speaking about mining, I have a very exciting announcement. Our mining rig operation should be fully operational within the next two weeks. We will have spots and slots available for you to join us in mining 
Bitcoin. This is a way for you to get into Bitcoin more economically than if you were to go buy it on the public market. Now, as of the current price right now, it's not a huge savings, but as Bitcoin continues to grow and it continues, these bullish conditions start to increase the price you're going to be able to dollar cost average your way into Bitcoin over a multi-year period. So think about this. When Bitcoin is up to 100,000, 200,000 per coin in a year, two years, three years, I don't know, it's going to happen. You're going to be able to mine Bitcoin for under $20,000 per coin. That'll be your cost that you're going to you know, experience with the cost of the power and the cost of the machines. And so you're going to be able to be buying Bitcoin three or four years from now, essentially at a much lower than market price. That's the beauty of mining. So hit me up, send me an email, hit me up on Instagram. If you're interested in potentially buying some machines and taking these very, very coveted valued slots, I don't think that they will last that long. There's a lot of investor interest and a lot of people want to be able to do this. They just don't have the technical expertise or the mining rigs or all the things that need to be set up in order to do this. This took me a year in order to get to this point. So that is obviously very, very difficult for most investors to be able to do on their own, to be able to set up a mining operation. You can plug directly into mine for a fraction of the price of what it would normally take you if you're going to do it anywhere else. So here we go, you guys. This is extremely exciting. All of these conditions are ripe. I am going back into the market and I am buying more Bitcoin and Ethereum. In fact, when I hang up from this podcast, I'm going into Coinbase and I'm going to pop some money in and purchase both. Here we go. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, remember our mission here is to help you make, keep, and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.